this day, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus was teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath, and a woman was there who for eighteen years had been crippled by a spirit. She was bent over, completely incapable of standing erect. When Jesus saw her, he called to her and said, Woman, you are set free of your infirmity. He laid his hands on her, and she at once stood up straight and glorified God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant that Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, said to the crowd in reply, There are six days when work should be done. Come on those days to be cured, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord said to him in reply, Hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his ass from the manger and lead it out for watering? This daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for eighteen years now, ought she not to have been set free on the Sabbath day from this bondage? When he said this, all his adversaries were humiliated, and the whole crowd rejoiced at all the splendid deeds done by him. The Gospel of the Lord. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your spirit, God asks us to love Him with everything, not with parts, not with something, not with crumbs, not with what is left over, but with everything. As we sometimes say, let's put everything we have into this new week, with all of our goodwill, strength, courage, and all the love that we can. We can love more and better. We can love Jesus much better and more than we do. We can give more and better love to our neighbor and to the people who cross our paths. You can love your husband or wife more and better. You can give more and better love to your children who need it so much. You can listen to them more. You can pay more attention to them. You can love your co-workers more and better. You can love your acquaintances more and better, especially those whom you don't know that well, and even those who aren't always so kind. Only God deserves everything. Only He has the right to ask us for all the best of us. He teaches us that it must be everything. He doesn't tell us to give a lot. When we say a lot, we are measuring quantities, whereas everything, well, that's everything. That is why something that's a lot for one person may not be enough for God, because a lot for that person wasn't everything, while a little bit coming from another person can be everything for God, because nothing was held back. Although what the person gave may not have been all that much, for that person it was everything they had. 
It is not quantity that God measures, because love is not measured by quantity. Rather, it's measured by its totality, by its entirety, and by being fully given and received. That is why the main commandment, the greatest, is a living commandment, which is gestating, growing within us, and prompting us, day after day, to become what God wants us to be. This isn't to scare us, rather it is to encourage us to rejoice and live what God has prepared for us when we don't hold anything back from Him, when we are there for Him and only for Him. Pope Francis said something that has always stayed with me. The reality is superior to the idea. I think this phrase helps us go to the core of today's glimpses of the gospel, because Jesus is faced with certain people who don't accept reality. They are people who don't accept anything that doesn't fit into their notions of logic. These people's closed-mindedness can be extreme, as we saw in today's reading from the gospel, when they rejected the notion that Jesus can do good on Sabbath. They refused to accept that Jesus could do good on this day, which according to the Jewish law was a day of rest. For them, the law was about people and their needs, and for that reason they were indignant because deep down they didn't understand the meaning of God's law. This is a great image and example of many instances when we too can be closed-minded because we want to control everything. Think of the attitudes we sometimes have when we want to control and dominate everything, when we expect that our ideas and reasoning will manipulate and immediately change things, people and reality. It's true that reality can be changed or impacted by ideas, but it is even more true that ideas have to start from reality in order to move forward from that starting point. And that is what Jesus does today. Jesus did not come to abolish the law, to throw it to the winds. Rather, he came to teach us to understand and interpret the law. And that is why he started by fulfilling it first. But when it comes to doing good, Jesus prioritizes the person. For him, that's what's important. From Jesus' standpoint, the pain of this woman was more important than respecting the idea or concept that nothing could be done on the Sabbath. And there are times when we too are more idealistic than realistic. Let's think about that. It's dangerous to live in the realm and limitations of the single world, of ideas, of images, of what has to be and it's not, of what should have been and was not, of the things that we were told to do and didn't, of what I want to do and never do. Sometimes we can find that we are living in the world of thwarted intentions 
that we learn to put into practice, but we don't. And so, what is the reality of our life? My life is what I am, what we are with our virtues and with our sins. The reality is that my family is what I have, the one that God gave me, which is my husband or the wife that I chose and that I must continue to choose. The reality is that I have the children that I have and that God gave me and that they are the way they are. My reality is where I start. It is the job I have and it feeds me every day, the prayer group that I form, the parish group and the college and career that I chose. May we have a good day and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.